into the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Hello and welcome to episode 476. I think it's 476 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb. <laughs> and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good. Maybe uh, you can't remember because you've got brain freeze. Maybe. Yeah. I know. Well, we're it's, talking about... it's that cold. It's, that, it's got that cold that quickly. I don't think... What temperature is it? It's, it feels colder than it is, maybe. But seven degrees, it says on my phone, actually, which is... No, eight. It's quite chilly, actually, isn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah. I think it's about average now for this time of year. So winter's coming, so we mm. thought we'd do an episode about staying cozy and Stay yeah. warm if you're able to, because it's it's strange times on planet Earth at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, and um, the uh, the weather. Uh, I mean, bizarrely, uh, it was pouring with rain earlier on. I look out the window now, and the sun's shining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really it's been a bit up and down today. I was out. I took some. I took some newbie newbie cyclists out for a little bike ride this morning, and we managed to dodge the rain. Um, mm. Just a, f- a few miles around uh, the local area, we're just introducing them to some nice little routes that I use. But yeah, we had our. And were those are they young people, old people? No, it was a couple of ladies. I won't say old, but yeah, late late seventies, maybe something like that. I would guess. Right. Just wanted they love being out on their bikes. So from, they came over from Neston actually to uh, to take part in a little event I set up. I've got another one tomorrow morning, so just trying mm. to get a, a little bike group off the ground. Um, just to mm-hmm. get a bit, bit of cycle culture going in in, uh, in Bevington. So, yeah, it's really – it's good fun, actually. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yep. so, uh, liveinthepresent.co.uk is our website. Check it out for all the show notes and links um, from this and previous episodes. Sean's going to write a blog post, aren't you, Sean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all to do with this episode. Called um, Snuggly Wuggly. It'll, yeah, exactly. It'll be a barnstorming one. But um, how are you going? Are you uh, are you watching the World Cup? Are you into your football? Um, I, I'm not really into football. I mean, it's, it's I, I can appreciate the artistry of it and the, and the geometry of it all. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I, my father wasn't um, that kind of man, so I was never taken to anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I tend to be brought up with three sisters and a mother. So I can sew, knit, and cook, you know. But uh, yeah, well, it's a strange yeah. old World Cup for a whole r- number of reasons. Partly because where it is and uh, the kind of issues around human rights and all that kind of stuff. Although no country is perfect, and there's, when it, whenever there is a World Cup, obviously there's always issues highlighted with the place that it happens to be and how much they paid to host it and all that kind of stuff. But also, but, but the, the the issue to me is, and uh, someone was saying it on the telly. Uh, this morning was that um, if you go to a country, you know, you have to adhere to their traditions, beliefs, laws, whatever. And we expect that of people that come to this country. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that that we might not agree with their rules and laws doesn't mean to say that that they're not their rules and laws. I know. You know, the the problem to me isn't, isn't Qatar. The problem is that we're holding the World Cup there. You know, and if you don't like it, why did we do that? 
Yeah, well, I know, and uh, it's a country you know better than most people because you've done you went there loads of times and you've done a lot of work and maybe uh, yeah, I've done do. a lot of work out there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know the folks there and uh, the yeah the country. So um, yeah, I mean, you should. There's, I actually haven't seen that much footage apart from the games themselves. I haven't been looking at the many of the documentaries and stuff, but I would mm. like to know more about the country and the history of it all. And um, as I'm sure it's got an amazing ancient history that going back thousands of years. Isn't it? But it, if you look at that part of the world, um, it was all tribes. It was nomadic tribes of people. Yeah. Um, and gradually what happens with, with nomads is that their possessions become so great that they can't move around like they did at one point. Oh, right, okay. Things stop and they start to create villages and then towns and stuff like that. And before you know it, they've got they've got like eighteen stadiums built and uh... (laughs) yeah, yeah. Qatar was was a British thing. Uh, The Brits were were heavily in there up until the nineteen fifties. Yeah, and then it then it became its own kind of independent self, um, and different tribes were kind of fighting for for dominance. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a football YouTube channel called Tifo, Tifo I think or the Athletic. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it is, but they've done a it's really good, interesting stuff. They did a whole series about the the history of Qatar and um, and how the World Cup came to be there, and linking it all back to. Yeah, hundreds of years of history and all that kind of stuff. So I'll, I'll share that in the show notes. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting stuff. But I mean, linking yeah. it back onto to what we're talking about today and staying cozy. So I'm I'm used to watching World Cup football and quite like enjoying it. But usually it's in the summer and you kind of you're either <laughs> at friends' houses having like house parties and the telly on with the windows with the door the French doors open. Yeah, and a barbecue going. Uh, this year, I, I watched the first England match. Actually, it was the the afternoon on Monday. I went to meet a mate down at the pub, lashing it down with rain, freezing cold, and I had a. Um, I actually ordered uh, a mulled wine. <laughs> so yeah, it felt kind of strange uh, drinking mulled wine, watching uh, World Cup football. But hey, man, yeah. it, was the right, it was the right drink for this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and and. I mean, the, the the thing is, the way they used to mull the wine and mull the beer was they had herbs that they'd put in to flavour, right? But what they would do was they'd have the poker in the fire. Um, so the poker would get almost red hot sometimes, and they'd take the poker out and stick it in the drink. And that was how they how they warmed it. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, if we're talking about as we are today, we're talking about the idea of um, of how do we get more kind of snugly and warmer and actually because of the uh, the crises going on, save money. Um, if you've got a log fire or a coal fire, it's much easier to stick a poker in the fire and you can heat any drink that way. Good thinking. Okay, I might try making a cup of tea like that later on, see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Dead, dead easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just get the water hot with the poker, stick the tea bag, and off you go. Yeah, um, yeah, I might have to do an like experiment with that, or uh, some, yeah, some mulled wine or something. Just to, about, yeah, we we do have a, a wood burning stove that was in the house when we bought it, and um, we've gone through periods of using it, not using it, but uh, yeah, they do generate a nice kind of heat, and they also are quite good, like backup 
emergency use because mm. if, if the electricity should happen to go down which has been mentioned as a possibility this this winter um the boiler won't work because it's an it's a gas boiler but it needs the electric to kind of uh yeah to get it going and circulating stuff so we'd be stuffed <laughs> it would be cold and uh so quite glad i've got that as a as a backup option yeah. to be honest yeah and and there are all kinds of things um that you can do to save money like if, if you've got a log burner like you've got uh, and i've got which is like a metal box in effect with the door on it mm-hmm. um that you can put a kettle on the top and just fill it with water and um it would just gradually warm that water now it may not boil it, it might boil it um but it means that when you need water, if you've got a gallon getting warm on the top, you can pour it into the kettle and mm. you've already heated half of it. Good idea. Well, actually, I might get yeah. one of those. That'd be a nice little ornament as well anyway. But, I mean, we've got a plastic kettle, so I won't put that on top of the... Uh, <laughs> the <wood-pine stove. laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't put that on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, whenever you'd go into someone's house, like an old person's house, they would have a... A metal iron and one of those, an old metal kettle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be handy, those things, didn't they? Yeah. And and those kinds of things where you're trying to recycle all the time. So yeah. that uh, if you're going to boil water, then the easiest thing, you, you might make a cup of tea, but any water that's left over, put it in a thermos flask and screw the top down. Hmm. Yeah, so either you can use it later and it's still hot enough, like boiling hot. Clever, or yeah. if it's half as hot as as boiling, then you just saved half the energy. All right, this is good. I wasn't really expecting this to turn into a talk about thriftiness, but I, I do find all this stuff really fascinating. As like, Well, I, I'm working with so many people now who are struggling, mm. right? And, and what we've talked a lot, different people, about... Um, how can you economize without making life crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like um, those um, things that have steamers on. You know, like you have a, 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 a saucepan. Yeah. So you got your potatoes in the saucepan, and then you put steaming levels on. Yeah. Um, but you can put vegetables in and stuff like that. I I know people that cook fish and even meat in steamers like that. Yeah, that's cool. We do that with broccoli. Usually we'll cook something on the bottom and then we'll have broccoli steaming away on top of it. Um, but you you could have spuds in the bottom and then you could have um, chicken in, in the next one and then your broccoli <laughs> above that. You know, uh, I, I've seen people have like five layers. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, and it, it does work. I mean, it's colder at the top than at the bottom Yeah, uh, as, the, as the steam goes up, but it will actually cook. Mm. Yeah, and Love all it. you've got is is one pan of water on one ring. And of course, the, the type of food that we're eating at this time of year um, changes, doesn't it, from the summer? So less salads and you know cold stuff, and it's we want we're kind of craving warm and cozy and cuddly kind of foods yeah. as well, aren't we? So yeah, it all ties in. So yeah, I love that idea about learning lessons from the past and just being. Even if you are lucky enough to to be able to afford to have the heating on whenever you want and burn as much gas and electric as you want to without having to worry about what your smart meter is telling you um doesn't mean you should be i kind of like that idea of being a little bit thrifty and kind of 
having a bit of respect for where that energy came from and what it's doing and whether it's just escaping out your window or, mm. or what. Someone online actually mentioned to me that ener- the quote that energy is life. I can't remember what we were talking about in relation to, um, and it is. And I think we should like, we should treat it like with the res- with respect energy. And instead of, mm-hmm. we live in quite a wasteful society, don't we? Um, mm. I, you know, I see it probably most obviously to me on the way to school when I see people sat with their engines running while they're waiting for the kids to come out, you know, just for no reason. It's cold at the moment, but maybe they'll have their engine running and the window open. And it's just like, what are you doing? They're not, you're not even thinking about it. To me, it's like really winding me up. It's, it shows like a lack of respect of mm-hmm. the energy that's been, you know, put there for us to use. And we're just kind of frittering it all away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, one of my other um, uh, money saving hacks is in, in your oven, you've got three shelves usually. Mm-hmm. Um, why do we cook one meal on one shelf? If mm. you're going to turn the oven on and heat it, why not cook three meals on each, you know, one on each shelf, and then you've got those already cooked. And even if you put them through the microwave and ding them, um, it's a lot less energy than putting an oven on. Usually yeah. so, yeah. Microwaves are really efficient. I haven't got one yet, but apparently air fryers are all the yeah. rage now, and they're, they're very, very efficient ways of cooking. I think they're a couple hundred quid for a decent one, so they're not cheap, but um, there's been a bit of a rush on air fryers because yeah. it's a yeah, really low-energy way of cooking stuff. And and you, you can even do a loaf of bread in an air fryer. <laughs> um, you know, uh, they are clever things. I haven't got one, but I'd, my mother-in-law's got one, and some people I know use them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, things like that, if we are pushed from an energy point of view, we're going to have to look at, yeah. And if you are heating, even even if you're, um, okay, you're going to think I'm mad, right? But I'll, I'll say it, right? So say say you want to cook some fish, right? Some salmon or whatever, right? Yeah. If you if you wrap it in cling film and stick it in the dishwasher. It'll cook whilst you're washing all your stuff, but yeah, it's protected. In, yeah, and, uh, and, it, the, yeah. And, and and the other one is you can take meat or fish, and wrap it in um, silver foil and put it on the manifold under your bonnet. Yeah. So when you're driving home from work, mm-hmm. you're actually cooking your tea. I know. I've heard of that one as well. And it, that yeah. actually shows the inefficiency of the internal combustion engine because I think, <laughs> I think they're yeah. about twenty five percent efficient, like petrol and diesel cars. More right. so diesel for some reason. Like most of the energy is is lost as heat, and that's I guess yeah. that's a way of capturing that energy and, and doing yeah, yeah. something useful with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't work yeah. with electric cars. But, but the, the idea that you can be cooking your tea under the bonnet is is something which is a bit like whoa. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's those things about uh, that's like a mad idea until you try it and it works, and then it's like bloody hell. Yeah, you know that's clever. Yeah, Yeah. I I love these kind of well, not that one maybe so much, but no, it's interesting, and I I like these kind of creative solutions, and it's often stuff that we would we've been doing for hundreds of years in different kind of kind of ways when when we didn't have the technology that we have now, we didn't have a you know a nationwide gas network of of piping that kind of allows us to 
heat water and and our homes on demand. So uh, yeah, I was chatting with a, a fellow yesterday. I was in an eco event in Liverpool, and he's in charge of um, decarbonizing the churches in uh, uh, mm-hmm. church buildings across Merseyside. Like two hundred churches that need to be net zero by um, twenty thirty or some some relatively target like sorry target that's relatively close uh it's proven very hard obviously um because Mm -hmm. those big old spaces the big old churches that are however many hundreds of years old um they're tricky to heat because they've got no insulation up top the massive massive rooms fine in the summer and spring and parts of autumn but this time of year they just doesn't matter how you try and heat them whether it's through a heat pump or a a, a gas boiler or, or what have you it, it, all the heat just goes up and, and gets lost so it's really it, so, you're heating the ceiling aren't you rather than than the body of the you are so I'm going to send him a, a, send him a link to stuff that I've been reading about and uh, I, I basically said to him would it be cheaper and more effective to to buy everyone in the congregation um, some thermal underwear because there's this there's this theory and it's not a theory it makes sense about we're so used to heating the space in our homes so that there's the space and the air is warm what we're really trying to do is heat ourselves and the best way to do that is to wear clothing that doesn't let heat escape and that keeps you cozy so uh i'll put some links in the notes but this is the stuff that people used to wear at this time of year like a, a neck scarf so you don't lose all the heat out your t-shirt and your shirt you can get hip one, one of the well, the, the place that you lose, lose heat the most is through the top of your head. Yep. And by wearing a, a hat, a cap, mm-hmm. you, know, you you can keep your whole body much warmer. Exactly. You know? but, but that means you, you've got to be sat in bed with your sleeping cap on. <laughs> yeah. And keep, keep yourself warm. Yeah. Well, I know and a, like, a lot of us now, men and women, wear two-piece clothing so we have our trousers and skirt or, or skirt and we have a t-shirt and shirt so we have this gap in between our around our waist and you know when we move around when we bend over to pick something up heat can escape from you so there's i've found out there's things called hip scarves which is a, literally a scarf that goes around your waist and it just keeps that bit of your body warm and uh it's like a draft excluder for your body basically <laughs> um, and these things are hundreds of years old but they're not they're, they're kind of coming back into fashion all of a sudden weirdly because we've we're kind of realizing that we've got energy issues uh, and it's probably the type of thing we should have been doing all the time you know rather than heating our luxurious homes to 22 degrees um and like not giving a damn and walking around in a t-shirt in the winter <clears throat> yeah we should have just been a bit smarter about all this stuff shouldn't we i i think that um when you look at the way that farmers used to work where they built the houses so that there were animals on the ground floor. Um, Between the animals and the people that were living on the floor above, it was only like floorboards. There was no fancy ceilings. And the heat from the animals' bodies would go up and heat the upper space up up the top. Um, And that idea about having, uh, if you've got a dog, and people will go, this is disgusting. But if you've got a dog uh, and you're prepared to allow the dog in your bed, the dog will warm the bed. We are. Yeah, we are those disgusting people. But, yeah, we've got a – in fact, he's sleeping right next to me now. He's uh, he's had a tough day. Yeah. <laughs> he's just it's had a hair. 
he's had a haircut, so he's going to be pretty chilly. But he's a lovely, clean, fluffy little thing. And uh, yeah, he loves lying on the bed. And he sometimes even like dives underneath the duvets if he's feeling a bit chilly. And uh, yeah, little hot water bottle under there. And you know, we keep him clean and uh, yeah. yeah, look after him. And he's uh, he's a little free yeah. hot water bottle for us. Yeah. <laughs> and and th- there were lots of cases over the last however many hundreds, thousands of years where whole families would all sleep together. Mm-hmm. So they'd all be in one bed or whatever. To, um, uh, so they all kept each other warm. Yeah, I mean, and it's worth mentioning, you know, like before everyone switches the heating off for the next six months, you do need to keep your house to a certain temperature just to kind of keep the mould out and stuff. There's been that horrific story in the news about a child that died because of mould in the yeah. house. Horrendous conditions. So um, you've got to keep your house hygienic and you've got to keep it, um, reasonably well insulated, um, but at the same time, yeah, there's probably there are ways we can uh, reduce our our uh, reliance on on the kind of expensive gas and electricity that's uh, yeah going to be here for a long time. I think the the price cap, well, the prices are going to be high for way after spring and possibly even to next winter as well, and maybe permanently. Maybe we'll never see cheap gas and electric ever again. I don't know. Mm. But then. Um... Uh, there's a couple that uh, you know as well, David and Sharon, mm-hmm. and they've um, had uh, solar panels on the roof. Um, and they were talking about what an amazing advantage it is. You know, they've got this this massive battery that they store the electricity in when they're not nice. using it. Um, and and it's saving them a fortune. And so. Yeah, we've I've had a quote for that quite recently, and we can't quite stretch to it really. Um, yeah. Money's gone expensive, so like loans are now more expensive thanks to the interest rate rise. So we can't, I can't stretch to it to be honest. But mm. so I'm focusing on insulating really. So we just had the the whole and landing done with some new flooring and the the the, the carpet we put on the the stairs and the landing at like the the underlay was so thick and it's made a big difference already. Mm the coziness of the house and we're going to get a big nice beautiful curtain across the front door um instead of spending 1200 quid on a fancy new door we're just going to get a big nice curtain to pull across and that'll keep the keep the draft out and yeah low tech like a low-tech solution and it's quite it helps with the coziness as well because there's something about a nice big warm thick effectively a blanket across your front door Mm. which i think just helps with that feeling of, of coziness. And there is something about being cozy, isn't it? That's very comforting and has that, yeah. I'm assuming some kind of mental health benefit as well. Well, on all kinds of levels, because um, it takes a lot of energy to stay warm. If you go, you know, shivering, shivering is actually your muscles are shivering to produce heat. Yeah. So um, uh, that kind of uh, thing that's going on is, to keep you alive mm. um so but it it takes a lot of energy to shiver yeah yeah um yeah i mean and it's also i mean it's 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 easy to hop in a car at this time of year as well and do you do you do your errands by that but walking and, and riding a bike is a really good way of of getting your uh temperature up in a just by just doing everyday kind of things as well so i know it's, yeah. it's gonna get yeah. But it, 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 if if you do Zumba in your lounge, say, so you're dancing around, piece of music, um, 
not only do you get fit um, and get physically warm, but mm-hmm. your body heat goes into the uh, into the air and actually heats the room. Yeah, true. So if you got the family doing a bit of zumba, you could all get fit and create heat as well. Ah, okay. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it, it all sounds like like kind of madness until you do it, and then it's it's kind of normal, isn't yeah. it? And it, it's a bit like, do you put another jumper on or turn the thermostat up? Mm. You know, because it is a choice. What do you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, yeah. so far yeah, we've got the heating that clicks on just for an hour in the morning just before kind of we all start getting going uh, yeah and then same in the kind of late afternoon early evening again we just click it on well just to kind of get a basic level of temperature up and then uh mm. after that we're all moving around and like we're all going to bed quite early now anyway basically when it gets dark and then mm. um so yeah we're just we're just going to bed a bit earlier and that kind of thing and mm. yeah once once you're under that duvet yeah. it's uh it's a, it's a nice place to be yeah. when driving yeah. wind and rains pounding against the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you catch that rain earlier on today? It was really, really heavy. Just, well, caught it at home. Thankfully I'd been out for a ride and then it, I could see it coming in. Um, and then just literally as I got, as I got back in, uh, yeah, the heavens opened. So timed it, timed it. Mm-hmm. just. It's a good. I like this time of year because you do like. You, obviously, I check the weather on my phone and on the internet, but you just kind of look out the window and you can see what's coming from the whatever direction the wind's blowing. So you just can get a good idea of what's uh, what's on the horizon. One one of the things I was thinking earlier on, when it was really really tipping it down, is where did the phrase "it's raining cats and dogs" come from? <laughs> Maybe one of our listeners can what? do a bit of research. I'm sure I could find it if I searched, but yeah, it's it's quite a why why would it be raining cats and dogs? Yeah, that's I, a good I get the idea. People would say the rain's like stair rods. I can get that if it's you know like water falling down in straight lines. Yeah. But I don't get the cats and dogs. No. Uh me neither. I'll look it up. Maybe if one of our listeners wants to um drop us an email or a message. <laughs> And, uh, enlighten us on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my like, cats and dogs are not pigs and cows you know? I know weird so yeah and I'm keen to learn any more kind of thrifty tips on staying warm and little hacks for yeah making a, a nice pot of food for uh, that's uh, yeah. low, low energy cost and uh, good for you nutritious and all that kind of stuff so yeah get in touch and let us know because it's, 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 it's a topic that people are really interested in we've all got our own little hacks and things that we do um so i think it's a really good way of learning from each other at the moment as well because like you, the stuff you've just said about how how you can do like levels of cooking with the steam that's that's something i hadn't thought of actually um and uh i'm sure there's loads of other things that people do that we can learn about yeah and, and like like i said it's been quite a topic of conversation with people over the last few weeks but things like your freezer if you've got a freezer it's cheaper to run if it's full. Yes. Yeah, yes. I've had that. Yeah. Same with the fridge. Yeah, if you just fill it with, fill it with boxes or something, don't Yeah. Because yeah. um, the boxes so, hold that residual coolness as well, don't they? So. Yeah. 
a, yeah. an empty an empty fridge or freezer is not good. Just fill it with anything is a good, mm. good tip, actually. Yeah, put socks in it, anything, just to fill up the space. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I learned that one a while ago. It's a good one, though. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. So what's your, have you got a resource of the week then, Sean, or something you want to uh, mention? Well, no, my, my resource would be go around your house and check things like you were talking about windows and doors, you know, feel where the drafts are and look at what could you do to stop those drafts coming in. Uh, and you were talking about curtains. It makes loads of sense to have good heavy curtains. Um, but it also um, there used to be draft excluders that looked like caterpillars that people put along the bottom of the door and things like yep. that. Yeah. yeah, we had one so, when we were kids. Going around and checking your house and thinking, you know, what can I do to stop drafts? And so gradually bring the temperature up. Even if you just bring it up a couple of degrees, that's actually a lot of money. It's an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. and they can all add up. So I'm, we're kind of in this process of decorating the house now that we've had the whole done everywhere else looks tatty mm. and we're kind of going to work our way around in the next year or two. Mm. I see every every room that we decorate is a chance to kind of insulate a little bit better as well. It doesn't have to be new windows. Mm. It can be... You can get like a thermal lining wallpaper now that kind of goes on the wall, just like four mil, um, yeah. thick, like a padded wallpaper that can really take the coolness out of the walls. And then obviously yeah. thicker curtains, you can get you can get an insulating liner for most curtains, which we need to do in this in a lot of our rooms. Yeah, uh, relatively low cost stuff that means you don't need to kind of, um, yeah, and do all that stuff before we get we enter this brave new world of heat pumps or however we're gonna. He's yeah. in, in the years ahead. So I, I had a, a grade two listed house in Wales and um, you couldn't change the windows. So they were the original single glass yeah. uh, up and down windows, sash windows. Um, so the only alternative was to do secondary glazing, which right. wasn't the most attractive thing on the planet, right? But it was really efficient. Mm. So secondary glazing on the inside that um, cut out all the drafts and gave you that uh, capacity um, of, of air between the sheets of glass to stop the cold coming nice. in. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, every little job you've got to do in your house and need, things that need fixing is a chance to to just, yeah, make it a bit more efficient for you. Your yeah. 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 Or things like... Um, you have to be careful with this one. If you've got chimneys, right, that haven't got fires in, but you've still got the chimneys, mm. the um, the draft uh, coming down, but also the heat that you're heating your house goes up the chimney. Yep. And um, uh, what they used to do in the good old days would be to stick a, stick a sack of straw up the chimney to, to stop the drafts going up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You have to remember that the sacks there and not set fire to it. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. And it's it's Christmas is coming, so it's a good time of year to to buy gifts, and you can we can buy gifts to kind of address some of these as well. So I'm going to put a link to hip scarfs um, that can be purchased in the show notes, and I think they make really nice gifts as well. They kind of you can get ones mm. that have been kind of hand knitted and stuff, and um, yeah, it's kind of an unusual, but I mean. Buying someone a scarf at, Chris, at Christmas is a bit of a it's something that you're doing. Like, oh no, not, not another blooming scarf, but hats and scarves. 
this year I think make even more sense and maybe things like hip scarves or yeah woolly socks that kind of thing I would I, I would really appreciate stuff like that this year I think well I got a pair of gloves when when my hands after when I had the heart thing oh yeah and my hands were going blue um I got a, a pair of gloves from the Reno Society that were quite expensive, but they are so amazingly efficient. You put them on and you can almost feel the heat coming back into your hand as they warm you up. You know? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I think that the other thing is um, uh, is a bit of the thermal throws that you can get that, that are really silly, like they cost a penny an hour or, you know, Throbs an hour, three pennies an hour, um, to run, and yet they keep you really warm. Ah, these like yeah. with a bit of electric charge to them. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you you plug them in, and they, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that thing. Yeah, heat, heat the object, not the space. Yeah, it's just yeah. Try and keep yourself warm instead of this massive room that you sat in. And a lot of us have open plan rooms now, don't we? There's a massive, yeah. massive space that needs heating potentially. So. Yeah. I think that I think that kind of style and that fashion for doing that, which we've got spaces like that, will actually prove to be a little bit short sighted and a bit like uh oh, we'll end up having like dividing curtains between room, like stuff like that, just to kind of seal off spaces to yeah, so mm-hmm. it's easier to warm. But mm-hmm. there you go. interesting stuff. I will I will we'll shut up now because we could talk about this stuff for hours. It's really interesting. <laughs> And it is loosely linked to well-being because we, it's about staying healthy and actually enjoying this time of year, which is what we're supposed to be doing rather than stressing about how we're going to pay the heating bills. So there are, yeah. And and staying staying warm is, is fundamental for your mood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We should have said that at the start, really, just to kind of tight, lead in a little bit more. But you're right. It is. Yeah. Um, if you're feeling cold and miserable that's kind of leading to depression. Whereas yeah. if we're, we're warm and, and we're feeling good, mm. you know, people used to gather together in the winter um, before we had things like television um, and they'd gather together in the barns around a fire and so, but then they'd, they'd have the storytellers yeah. that would actually entertain everybody. Mm. You know, so it was a very social thing getting together as well. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll just we'll carry this discussion on next week if we have another chat. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, uh, listeners, get in touch and send us an email with your tips because uh, it's a fascinating area, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Right. I, I'm interested in anything like that. Good ideas on on how to do it. And this guy's just woken up, so we're gonna. Uh, yeah, so, I'm taking a little walk now and stay toasty. Yeah. Uh, all okay. right, Sean. That was cool. Yep. I'll. Uh, we- Catch you again next week, eh? Yeah, yeah. You take care. All right. See you, everyone. <laughs> Bye. See you, See you Bye. later. Ta-ha.